Hi, St. Mose. It's Jill McFadden here. Uh, tomorrow, you might know, um, Passover begins. And even right now in Israel, I was reading that authorities are, are worried about a spike in new COVID-19 cases um, due to Passover celebrations. So they are severely restricting movement this week in and without and even within Jerusalem. Um, dividing it into eight sections. You can't go very far from your house. You need to celebrate the Seder meal with just your family under your roof. Um, so for centuries, um, this place, which was the center of all Jewish celebration, and particularly at Passover, um, is going to be relatively quiet. Um, but those same streets would have been packed 2,000 years ago when Jesus came riding through the city gates on a donkey aware that he was entering Jerusalem to lay down his life. And it was Passover then. Everyone was coming to the temple to offer sacrifices, coming to celebrate together as the gathered people of God, where God had promised to be in his temple in Jerusalem. His people had suffered through exile. They were suffering Roman occupation. They were coming to the holy city to remember what he had done and to look forward to the fulfillment of his promises to them. And the Passover for Israel was the paradigmatic story, the foundation of their identity. It was when God rescued his people from slavery in Egypt, when he judged their oppressors but passed over the Israelite households who had spread the blood of a lamb over their doorposts. And Jesus walked into a crowded town in the middle of this celebration of mercy and rescue, knowing that he would be the final lamb, sent by God and one with God, slain so that God's judgment could fully and finally pass over his people, his blood sheltering them and facilitating an even greater rescue than the first exodus. And when Jesus died, when he laid down his life, the temple curtain was torn in two from top to bottom, as if God were saying, the sacrifice of Jesus was so efficacious, so complete, that God's presence rushed out into all the world, reclaiming it all as holy ground and not just the innermost room in a temple on a mountain in a city of Jerusalem. And then, even crazier, the lamb slain for the whole world, he was brought back to life. Not just to normal, same old, same old life, but to a life on a scale the world had never seen. So this week, we Christians celebrate the God who brought his people out of slavery from Egypt and the whole world out of the oppressive grip of sin and death. And we celebrate not with our eyes cast to one particular holy place, but in a world in which God's Spirit broods over every inch. We are God's people, not his collection of individuals, but one body meant to show God's goodness off to the world. And we collectively are his temple where he dwells among us. And that's why we gather. And it's good to gather. And there will be a lot of sadness this week. I think, as we miss physically gathering to celebrate the physical resurrection of our God and human rescuer. I mean, it's also embodied, right? I mean, the story that we're re-narrating during Holy Week. 
a final meal, kiss of Judas, Jesus being whipped and spit on and hammered and pierced, and Jesus yelling and dying and then breathing again and saying, touch, touch here, touch here. Zoom can never do that justice, right? But even as we miss being together in our bodies, together, some encouragement. One, we are the church and not the building. You know that. Two, the spirit of God is bigger than our physical limitations. And he can work among us, encourage us, grow us, and even bind us more and more together uh, as a community. Even when we're physically apart, he's big enough to do that. And three, the church for centuries in the Apostles' Creed has declared that we believe in the communion of the saints. And I think there's a, a mystical element to that, that um, perhaps our Catholic and Anglican brothers and sisters can teach us um, more about. But uh, I think that means that there's a cloud of witnesses, like it says in Hebrews, that um, of saints that have gone before us. There are saints around the world that we are connected to in a real way. Um, and, and like Paul says to the Corinthians in the New Testament, he says he's not present with them in the bot in body, but he is present with them in spirit. There's a way in which we are, he doesn't elaborate much, but I think there's a way in which that we are connected to each other um, and present with each other um, through the spirit of God. And I think we can trust him to show us maybe even during this time what that means and what that might look like. And we can ask him to show us. So, Baltimore streets are more silent than usual. The Sunday, her churches will be empty. But the Spirit of God is present and moving. And the resurrected Christ is reigning and he's worth praising. And that rescue is worth celebrating. Even as we now more than ever beg him to finish the work. As we praise him for what he's done and await with hopeful anticipation what he's going to do. So, church, I will see you virtually this weekend. <laughs>